because our past is in the past, right? Amen. So in that case, I want you to live for today. Everything that's done today, I want you to know this is the day, the opportunity for you to do that. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Amen. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And, and I'm going to read just two more verses right here, and then we're going to get into it. For those of you that like to follow me in the Scripture, I'm going to spend most of my time in Malachi chapter number 3 and um, Psalm 100. If you just mark that, that. I'll be there after a while, but we're going, to, we're going to get you to the place to where you're going to understand what I'm talking about just in a minute, okay? Uh, the Philippians, the other verse that I'm going to prove to you about that is in Philippians 3.13 and 14. He said, Brethren, I count not, uh, not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Don't, not yesterday, not last week, not what you did 25 years ago, like my brother said in Sunday school. I'm talking about what matters is what happens today, okay? You can't go back. You can't go back and undo it. So let's go. He said, forgetting those things behind it, reaching forth into those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. All right, I, I want you to know, uh, tell me something right quick. I mean, is anybody in the, in the uh, scouts, anybody ever been to the scouts? They got a motto. Got a motto, be prepared. Well, I'm going to tell you right now today, you, I want you come to church this morning being prepared, and I believe that. I, I just, I believe that. He didn't call me to come down here today because you wasn't prepared. I believe to my soul God had this prepared a long time ago. Amen. Amen. Where's my brother? Amen. He's seen this. Let me just stop right quick. I need to add one right here. My, my wife come up with a good answer to your lesson you know, this morning. How does God know everything? And not predestinate, make you guaranteed to go to heaven or hell. My wife said this, I, and my wife, you're a sweetheart. Stand up and show everybody who you are. I love you. Huh? We just celebrated 50 years of marriage, so you tell me that ain't good. huh? All right, I'll tell you how God knows everything. My wife said, the Lord sees the whole parade, and all we see is where we're standing on Main Street. Huh? Yeah, that's how God knows everything. He's up there where he saw the whole parade. <laughs> so that'll answer that. Let's go. Okay, Scout's motto, be prepared in the day. But I want you to prepare your heart to be obedient to God. Would you do that for me? All right, what is, why is it important to be prepared? Because God wants to bless you so that you might be a blessing. He didn't call us to be blessed to hoard and hold. We are to be a conduit to be able to be a blessing to somebody else. So if God has saved your soul, we need to pray for one another. All right, let's go. Uh, as a matter of fact, in 3 John chapter number 1 and verse 2, he said, Beloved, and I'm going to add just a little bit to that. You all, listen, beloved at Mount Vernon, I, I'm talking to you. Okay, God said to me to talk to Mount Vernon today. He said, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prosper. God wants a whole lot more for you than we want to receive. To be honest with you, he has in store much greater than we even can ask or think. If there's anybody in here as old as I am or a little older, I'll guarantee you at 20 years old, you 20 years old, you could never have dreamed in a million years how God would bless you. 
I'm, I'm just saying, your wildest dream 50 years ago or 40 years ago, you could never have imagined what God's done. So I'm just saying God has more in store for you than you can ever ask or think. Amen? All right. You're blessed to be a blessing. Has God prospered and blessed you this week? Malachi chapter number three. We're going to walk through this real slow if God will help me to do that. I'm going to walk through this real slow and I'm going to show you that you have a choice. All right. We're going, that's what we got. Just one thing. You pay attention to this. All right. We're going to Malachi chapter number three and verse number eight where I'm going to start. We realize when we listen to the news, we watch all that's going on right now, the economy is real bad, right? The, the, we're having some trouble with inflation, stuff that's going up. To prove that, just a minute, I, I called a good friend of mine that runs the oil trucks. Anybody here and deliver that kind of thing, kerosene? Or right there, I just called a good friend of mine, and he said, uh, I said, what's it cost to fill up an oil barrel? How much is kerosene? Well, he said, uh, I believe it was $5.89 for kerosene. Well, if you've got a 275-gallon tank, you just spent more than most people getting Social Security in a month. I, I'm just saying, friend, if there's a trouble like that, we need to have an upper hand, don't we? Because I'm going to tell you, that burden, it's going to get heavier. Don't you never kid. But you just remember, for where sin did abound, grace did much more abound, thank God. I'm just saying, friend, the load might get heavy, but God's going to make a way. Isn't that right? All right, let's go. Malachi chapter number three, verse eight. He said, will a man by choice rob God? He said, yet you have robbed me, but I say unto you, wherein have we robbed thee? He said this very simple thing, in tithes and in offerings. Okay, let's just, we're going to walk through it. I thank God for your attendance, for your giving, but I'm going to show you something here. He said to the church, he said to all of us, he said, you're cursed with a curse. Blessings are limited. Amen. For you have robbed God. You know that? Because blessings are limited. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Do you know something? United States of America is in bad shape today because we've robbed God. Right. Isn't that the truth? But and let's back up. God don't need us. He don't need our money. But what we need is we need God's blessing. You know what? Just face it, folks. God owns it all. And he said that the avenue for the blessings of God to flow free is for us to be obedient. And he said, and he said, what you've done, you put a stopper on the blessings of God because you have failed to be obedient in tithes and offerings. All right, now just yeah, boy, listen to this. I, I just want to show you this is amazing. You're cursed with the curse. Verse number 10, God gave us a challenge, a choice. God gave us a choice right here. Now, I want you to pay attention here. He said, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me. Put me to the test. God said, you put me on the test right here. Listen to what he said. Now herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. You say, well, I've heard that scripture all of my life, but just open up the windows. Well, I'm going to tell you that there is a word that's used in that scripture and only two other places in the entire Bible that gives you an idea of what God really meant. Okay? If you don't mind, I'm going to give you a little illustration. 
I love your windows because that's what I'm going to use, okay? I don't know if they'll slide up or down or not, but he said, see, put me to the test. See if I don't open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you'll not be able to contain. Notice the window right here. If I was going to open this thing, is that right? That window is represented in Scripture as a floodgate. If you understand what I'm saying, have you ever been around a dam where it's water is in here? Which way does a floodgate open? From the bottom. All the pressure, all the water, and all the blessings are trying their best to get over that dam. And God said, I'm going to show you what I'm going to do. I'm going to open it from the bottom. How fast would the water come out of there, thank God, if, we, if all the pressure there is in this world for God's blessings were to be behind that window and all God did was... Huh? See, God wants a whole lot more to bless you than you think He does. Open the floodgates. You said, well, can you prove that? Can you prove that? I believe I will. I wouldn't have said it if I couldn't prove it, would I? Huh? I'm going to show you something. Where is that other place that's found in the Bible? Genesis. Genesis. Listen to this. Let me see if make sure I'm in the right place. I don't want to tell you wrong. In the Genesis chapter 7, in the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, in the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were opened. And the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. The flood. <laughs> that's where that's found. And guess where the other place is? Chapter number 8. He said this. Uh, 8, let me make sure I tell you right. Verse 2. The fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped. He shut the window, friend. Forty days flooded this world, and he used the same word in Malachi chapter number three. Opened the windows of heaven, flooded this world completely. Yep. Huh? And he's trying to flood your life. There's somebody under the sound of my voice right now that is absolutely needing a flooding of your soul. And the precious God in heaven has prepared a way to do that. Amen. Let's, let's go on. Yeah. Bring all your tithes into here. God don't need your tithes, but you sure do need a blessing. Amen. That's it. God wants to give more than we want to pour out. God wants to stop the famine. There's somebody in here feeling weak. The burdens in this, head, this world are pretty heavy. But there's somebody suffering that right now. He said this is a promise. For those that will allow him to do it, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruits before its time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And he said in verse number 12, and I'm gonna, we're going to go on here just a minute. He said, verse number 12, All of the nations shall call you blessed, 
for you shall have, be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Do you know, I want to show you something right here. The Bible says very clearly in that, in that passage right there that Mount Vernon, Mount Vernon Church will absolutely be talked about if we follow the instructions found in Malachi. Listen to what he said right here. He specifically said that, didn't he? He said, listen to this. All the nations shall call you blessed. Why, why do you think they would do that, call you out? Because they would see the benefit. They would see the benefit of what God has done for you in your life. My little brother talking about someone seeing Christ in him. He sees Christ in someone else. Well, that's what we want to do. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. That's where we're at. Okay, let's go. Uh, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove to you today that you, are, you were ready. You're ready to come to church this morning prepared. How many under the sound of my voice had your check written out or the money in your hand to put an offering plate when it was passed? How, whoa, now wait a minute. Put them hands up one more time. You mean to tell me that you came into this church prepared? Excuse me. Boy, I'll tell you right now, get the spitting. I ain't supposed to do that. That's, that's not dignified. Uh, uh, yeah, you come to church prepared to give as God has prospered you. What does 1 Corinthians 6, 2? Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay up in store as God had prospered him that there be no gathering when I come. You just answered it right there, friend. You opened up heaven's gate. And all you did was this morning, you were willing to say, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah. God said, that's good. That's the way I want it. My question, my question maybe would follow that. Did anybody rob God? Amen. See, the opportunity was given. The choice was made. The offering plate was passed. Maybe we can find out right now. And I'm not asking you to raise your hand. But do you wish that they'd pass the plate one more time? You see? Amen. What if we'd pass the plate one more time? After we realize the promises of God. It'd make a big difference, folks. Yeah, boy. All right, I, let's, let's go. I, I want to just walk through this slow enough that you get what I'm, my little points right here. Let's go over to, uh, and if you notice, Malachi said everything about the tithe. But he didn't finish the story. Malachi quit. Malachi quit right there. He didn't follow up with how do you deal with offerings. But Psalm 100 did. So you have to put Malachi and Psalm 100 together to be able to find out what he was talking about, really. And I'll show you that just in a minute, okay? So I say just one more time, just one more chance, we have to make a difference, to make a choice. And this morning is it, all right? Malachi 100, for the sake of time, I'm just going to go into the verses right here, and we're going to walk through them real slow. And I'm going to show you that every person under the sound of my voice is under the umbrella of God's love this morning. You absolutely are right here. Listen to what he said in Psalm 100. He said, Mount Vernon, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all your lands. Shout before the Lord, all the earth. 
And when he said the word all, there is not one person under the sound of my voice exempt from that. Amen. Isn't that true? All you lands. Listen to what he said. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all of Mount Vernon this morning. Shout before the Lord, all of the earth. Amen. Don't leave anyone out. Psalm 32, 11 said, Be glad, rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, ye that are of an upright heart. Have you saved this morning? Has God blessed you? Amen. If that's the truth, there ought to be a shout in the air. Amen. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, boy, if God's blessed you, you ought to have enough sense about you to say thank you. Yeah. Amen. That's the truth, isn't it? Yeah, let's go. Let's go on down. Did you know something? A blessed church is willing to say thank you. I'm just going to show you this. That's found in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 6, verse 3. And he said, uh, no, wait, let me back up. That's Luke 19. I got ahead of myself. 1937. And when he was come nigh, even now to the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice. Why is that? For all of the mighty works that they had seen. Has God ever made a good work in your life? Amen. Amen. We ought to say thank you, haven't we? All right, let's go. A blessed church is thanks. And another thing that will happen right now that giving thanks is catching. COVID is catching. Huh? <laughs> huh? Giving thanks is catching too. Do you believe that? If you don't believe it, you'll see popcorn in here just in a few minutes. Huh? Yeah, you, you know when you see popcorn, it, they all don't pop at exactly the same time, do they? They'll grain pop. Then the first thing you know, it's going crazy. All right, let's go. Giving thanks is catching. Uh, Isaiah 66 uh, to 3. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. And the whole earth is full of his glory. I want you to just think about that for a few minutes. Giving thanks is catching. We need to serve him with gladness, serving with everything that's within us. However, you know something? Whatever God has placed in you, whatever small amount it could be, like your faith, it does not take a mountain of faith. It takes little faith. It takes little faith. What changes the world is where that little faith was placed. Amen. You put it in a big God and it'll change things. All right, let's go. Someone said, let's let somebody else over here speak for me. Anybody ever thought about that? I'd like to hear somebody praise God, but somebody, somebody else will. Well, who's going to do it when somebody dies? Who's going to do it when somebody dies? Listen to what Paul said. Acts chapter 24. Paul answered and said, I do more cheerfully answer for my own self. Amen. Amen. Let's get the house to do that. Would you do that? 2 Corinthians 9 said, Every man according to his prospered in his heart, let him give, let him serve, not grudgingly. I don't want you to do it. I don't want you to do it because you feel like you have to. You're foreordained, pushed a button. I want you to do it because you've got a free will to do it today. Out of the goodness of your own heart, we ought to thank God and praise Him for it, didn't it? Amen. For God loveth a cheerful giver. God loves it when we talk to Him right. Amen. That's a good thing. Give me one good reason. 
why this entire house ought to be shouting and praising God this morning. It's by, by grace you are saved through faith. It's not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For he, we are his workmen, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. I want you to know, God has blessed America, Mount Vernon. But what we've got, we've got too many little gods. We like a lot of stuff a whole lot better than we like God. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, folks, we put, and whatever we put before God becomes our God. That's it. There's only one. All right, let's go. I, I'm, I don't want to take too much time. This is good. Verse number three. I want you to pay attention here. He said, know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. There's two, there's two words here that's really important. He used the word Lord and God. The word God, uh, the Lord here is Yahweh, the provider. And God is Elohim, the one that created it all. Amen. They work as a team. Do you believe that? Jesus Christ and God Almighty. They are three or one. But listen, Elohim, the one that created this world, universe, God Almighty, Jesus Christ, the Lord. He is the provider. He's the one that will cause your grass to grow, friend. I'm going to say he's the one that provides for us along the way. And he said, because I've heard a lot of people say, I'm a self-made millionaire. As far as I know, you can't even walk. <laughs> amen. You, you can't even talk. <laughs> my buddy. Amen. Thank you, Bill. I love you, boy. All right, let's go. Our life is nothing but a gift from God. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the sheep of his hand today. Today, if you'll hear his voice, please harden not your heart. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The next verse right here is the most important one that I'm going to share with you right here because we're going to, put, we're going to tie the two together right here. This is going to put the two, the two Malachi and Psalm 100 together. I want you to notice this. He said a command again. He said, I want you to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise, be thankful to him and bless his holy name. Okay, if we're going to use the same quality of study and discerning this right here as we did in Malachi, I'm going to say to you, the Bible told me right there, before you ever entered the back, entered the back door, your mind ought to have been made up to say thank you, God, when you walked in this house. Huh? Yeah, look what he said. Listen to what that says right here. Verse 4, enter into the gates. I'm going to read this in a different way, and I want to, to make sure you get my, what I'm saying right here. He said, go through the open doors with great thanksgiving. Yes, enter into his courts with praise. Give thanks unto him and bless his holy name. Just as sure as you were prepared about giving your tithes, God says, have I blessed you this week? Your mind, our mind should have been made up long before we ever got here, just like you wrote your check. 
Mm. I should have made my mind not only to write the check, but Lord, thank you for my health. Huh? That let me work last week to get a paycheck. That's good. All right, let's go. We soon are going to be gone right here. What do I have? What do I have to give thanks for? For the Lord is good and His mercy is everlasting and His truth endureth to all generations. Because you've been blessed, Grandma, Granddaddy, these little babies have got a promise from God. He's going to be the same God to them that He was to you. I don't care how much the devil changes your mind or tries to twist your thinking. God's still real and he's still in control. Exactly. Don't, yeah, where sin did abound. Where the burdens of this life, they, people use that two different ways, but I like this one right here. When the burdens of this life get heavy, God's grace and mercy is much more heavy. Amen. If you don't believe that, tell me the, you all just think about this. I'm not going to take time to go through it, but some of you old folks, when, you, when was the first time you ever started making enough money that you thought you could take care of your family? $3 an hour? Boy, when you're starting to make $3 an hour, you're in cotton, wouldn't you? If you're as old as I am. Huh? I'm going to ask you something. What if you was making $3 now? Hey, man, where the sin, the burden of this world came down on you heavy, your wages went up. <laughs> Isn't that true? What if you was making $3 an hour trying to buy a $5 gallon of gas? That'd be tough, wouldn't it? All right, let's go. All right, let's go. Just one thing. Uh, this, I believe this is far enough, right? You believe it's right here. God said that's enough. Because what, what matters right now is that you have a choice. We have a choice right here. I want you to think just for a minute. There is there just one thing that you'd like to choose out of your life to give thanks to God for. Just think about that for a minute. What about somebody that's sitting close to you right now? Are you thankful for your mate, for your loved ones? Uh, could that be? What about the first person that came to your mind when I just mentioned that right there? Is there somebody close in your life that you really cherish and thankful for? I'm going to tell you right now, your wife, your spouse, your family, they're a gift from God. They're his children, but they're your gift. So man ought to be thankful for the gift. Open it up. What about the roof over your head and the shoes on your feet, huh? The job you've got. Well, I'm, I'm going I'm to back up right here. The blessings. You all understand the blessings, don't you, right now? But there's somebody come into this house this morning in need. They come in here. You understand what I'm talking about? There's two different sides of that same coin. There's somebody in here blessed this week of the bounty of blessing, but there's somebody in here right now coming with a bucket that's empty. Amen? Listen to what I'm going to tell you right now. That the mercy of God is new every morning. The mercy of God is new every morning. And right now, I told you to forget what happened last week. What happened last year. Right now, today, the mercy of God is ready, willing, and able to take care of our needs. Isn't that right? For the mercy of God is ready. Think about this right now. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody here, but if I'm not, I'm talking about some of your family. Why didn't you die with that life's drug overdose you had? Why did that, why did it, the last time you run around on your wife, you didn't get caught? 
I'm, t I'm just thinking. All of I'm just saying, how many have sinned? Don't, don't sit out there and look at me like you've never done nothing wrong. I'm, I'm just saying, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So that means all of us under the sound of my voice needs a dose of mercy. We need a dose of mercy. So I'm just saying to you, the altar's going to be open right now in a minute for you to make a choice. And we'll have the offering plates up here too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Lord said for me to tell you, today is one more opportunity for you to make a choice. And we don't have we don't have an opportunity to tell you tomorrow we're going to be here because somebody passed away this morning. You said, "Amen." I want to, another thing. There's somebody in here that said I'd like to give thanks to God for the calling on my life. Isn't that sweet right there? And you've got one on your life. Give praise to God for His dead. And you say somebody said that I I'm not saved and I've I've. Uh, I've sinned too much. I've gone too far. I'm, I'm beyond hope in my mind. Because that's the devil will tell you right there. It is. My buddy used my scripture right there that I love. I use this about everywhere I go. The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. And I believe to my soul this morning, the grace of God is appearing to you right now. The mercy of God is calling you to come on home. Say thank you. A beggar and somebody praising God can kneel at the same altar. Yes, Isn't that the truth? Amen. Why is that? The same God that blesses us will save us. Amen. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Amen. Somebody come to the play a piano right here, sing whatever altar you want. And, and I'm going to open my church doors here. I don't, I don't even know your congregation, Bill, but I do know right now you need a home family. You need a home church. You need the family of God. There may be somebody right here that would love to join, and we're going to open the church doors. Would you just be obedient? You, have you got something really special in your heart that you'd like to thank God for? Give Him thanks. And there's something you already, God already opened a floodgate in your life. Have you been blessed more than you, you deserve? Don't never kid yourself. God opened a floodgate in your life or you wouldn't be here. Amen? So listen, if you're lost today, you say, lost. I'm going to tell you, I don't care what sin you've ever done in your life. It makes no difference to me. Your sin debt was paid at Calvary. The sins of the whole world he took upon him, didn't he? Amen. You all stand. Would you please be obedient? Do what God wants you to do this morning. Would you do that? Bless him, Lord. Yeah, boy. Thank you, Jesus. What a blessing. Yeah. Well, Lord, have mercy. Just as I God bless you. And Thank that you, Lord. Bless my sister. Yeah, boy. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. God bless my sister. God bless you, brother. Yeah, boy. God bless you. God bless you, sister. Love you, honey. God bless you.
bless you, sister. Yeah, boy. God bless you, honey. Love you, baby. God bless you, young I love you. Sisters, I love you, honey. God bless you. Just I God bless you, sisters. I love you, honey. God bless you, baby. I love you. God bless you, brother. Amen, sis. God bless you, God bless you, brother. I love you, man. Sis, I love you. Brother, God bless you. Just as I am and waiting not to rid my soul of one Maybe there's a word on someone's heart that someone would like to share this morning. Anybody? Amen. Amen. Remember what I told you about popcorn? Somebody's waiting on you. Isn't that true? Yeah. That's the way God works. Sometimes we will harbor and hold when our heart says, would you be willing to stand and say thank you? But thank you all for your obedience and for your attention. Thank you so much. And uh, may God bless each one of you as our prayer. It's certainly been an honor for us to be here with you all. And we just pray a double portion of blessing that Brother Bill get his voice back. I know he certainly misses being able to be right here and speak to you like he normally does. So in all of that, if all hearts are free, you want, you want me to close out the, the service? or Anybody got anything on your heart? Okay. All right. All hearts are free. Brother, would you please dismiss us in prayer? Well, just kind of for the sin, Father, as we come into you, we'll thank you and praise you, Father. For all your many mercies and graces that I've had you, Father. Thank you for church.